<laughs> All right. Okay. So, um, this is episode eight, guest number seven for TOTFC podcast series. We have with us today special guest. His name is William Donko, aka Snacks. Mizax. Jeez. Um, why don't you? Uh, I, I know. I know Will through basketball. Um, I went to Saint Avex with him. We played on the same basketball team. And um, Tristan, Tristan, you know Will as well. Why don't you explain uh, how you know him? Basically, just through myself. Um, Growing up, watching you guys play, and then of course knowing knowing the team, Donko came in, and I got to get to know him a little bit uh, through Phoenix, Ottawa, uh, which Donko played for. He, he kind of helped coach, helped help out like summer camps and stuff. And then even more so, my last year, Donko came back and helped out with ball team. Got to do my same thing on the court with Donko. Rough him up a little bit. Um, now you're just taking it. Now you're just taking it to the extreme for yeah. everybody. Oh, do trick. Like, and and also, like, I can't, I can't hear you. You're cut. You're cutting out a lot. Do you hear that too, Donk? Can you? Are you, Do you hear everything he's saying? Or is it just me that's cutting out? No, you're you're good. He cuts out every once in a while. Hmm. All right. Well. Anyway. Uh, maybe it's because you're talking crazy, so I don't know. <laughs> why don't Why don't uh, Will? Why don't you introduce yourself to uh, to the audience or the listeners who who you are, um, and kind of like how you uh, how you went from Ottawa to Saint Avex, Annie Ganesh, right? Been there your whole life, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm just no, basically, um, um, yeah, man. Will, like, 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 uh, like you said. Uh, or snacks is the nickname, but you see now, man, I'm drinking the healthy juice now. I stay away from the stack, got the green stuff going on over here. No more snacks for who gave the you back. the snacks nickname? Um, it was actually kind of like it was it was bear, but it was also like Ryan States. Like they were kind of work. It's 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 a funny story. I'll kind of go back, but okay. Um, so this guy Ryan States, he um. Um, I knew him since I think it was grade 11, grade 12. He's a guy from Halifax. You guys know Ryan. Um, and he used to come up for Phoenix. And Ryan was a big, big, like, snack guy. He'd always have, like, candies with him. And it was kind of <laughs> – it was funny because every time we'd go to practice, he'd always have, he'd always have like, some kind of candy, like um, like those um, those watermelon candies or, mm. or something. He's always had Grapes. something on him. Yeah, Grapes, always. Peaches. Always, always. And then, so like, Gummy worms. When we'd just be driving and then Swedish just, berries. everything. And he'd try <laughs> to like, he, every time we're driving, he'd open up the window and anytime he sees like someone that he finds like was attractive, like, oh, yo, look at her. Little, she's attractive. He's like, hey, what up, baby? Can I get you some snacks? I got some snacks here. Like just trying to act a little <laughs> weird. Um, Sometimes like, obviously like he won't do that, but like sometimes he'd like, He'd be like, yo, 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 should I just open up the window and be like, yo, 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 I can offer you some snacks. I'd be like, yo, that's kind of, that's kind of weird, ain't it? But, <laughs> but it, it was kind of like our little running joke that we had. Okay. And then, um, Did it work? So he, no, he, work? he actually never tried it. He, no, no, that, that'd be a prison sentence. <laughs> um, but so when I got to, um, 
so then when I got to X, it's funny because um, because he goes, he messages uh, he messages uh, uh T Bear or the all Canadian, um, but he goes, he goes, Yo Bear, um, talk to Donko about snacks, right? But the funny part is, as he asked me about snacks, I was eating some watermelon candies that we had from that I got from Minimos. Mm. And he just thought it was funny. And then the next day, I never finished the candies and I just kind of had them with me the next day. And then he's like, man, you eat just uh-huh. like you eat mad snacks, too. So <laughs> they kind of stuck like that. It was just kind of uh-huh. funny. How it... OK, so I didn't mean to interrupt, but I just wanted yeah. to know how you where no, snacks no, no. came from. No, but um, yeah, no, just a uh, Ottawa guy, man, just um, kind of grew up uh, through uh, UCT Ross's shirt there, the Phoenix basketball uh, kind of raised up through that uh, through that uh, program. Pipeline. Yeah, and then um, so I was like the young boy when um, uh, when like uh, it was really Dwayne, Dwayne and um, Dwayne and Dion were the first two that I knew, just because they'd be the most around, and then. Um, I knew there was a bunch of guys at at X from uh, from Phoenix, but I'm just I wasn't even thinking about university. I'm just a young guy trying to just trying to make his mark in the city, um, and um, yeah, just kind of grinding my way through. I kind of met all those people. Then like John Bell, I met Gary, and then Gary was kind of like the Gary was the big dog because he was the guy that was the the defensive player of the year. Coach would tell us there's a there's a guy who's on the national team. There's so. You always kind of heard about G, but you never really seen him. And then he kind of walked in the gym one time and you're like, man, like, this is what a university athlete looks like. Because he was huge, tanked. So he looked he, like he was at the top of the food chain? Bro, he did. He really did. And I'm like, man, if this is what this is what university athlete looks like, I'm sitting there at a buck 70 with all my jeans on. I'm like, man, I got to I gotta make up some weight if I got to look like this. You know what I mean? If I got to compete. I, I hear you. I hear you. Um, But anyway, but. No, uh, we kind of had that, and and um, um, uh, I like kind of as the years went on, I kind of made my mark in the city, became a big, uh, a pretty solid player. I thought I thought I was one of the better players in the city, and ended mm-hmm. up getting recruited by uh, by Carlton, and then I went to Carlton my first year, um, had to redshirt there. It was an adjustment period, and then I just kind of figured, you know what being at home isn't the most ideal thing for me and just all my boys are home not really focused on ball not really focused on wow. school so kind of made the transition and then I, that's where that's where the pipeline with phoenix and and x kind of worked i knew Dwayne. uh du- to be honest Dwayne, Dwayne was kind of um Dwayne would talk to me a lot yeah he kind of he kind of spoke to me a lot about it g spoke to me a lot about it but it was a, it was kind of a weird situation because when I I was I got I got recruited by by X when I was in grade eleven I had a had a good tournament and I uh, I can't remember but I had a, I remember having a real good game and JB was there and John Bell called coach and coach was like yo he's like you have to you can't pass up on this guy blah 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 so when I called coach after I left Carlton he said that there was no space at the guards which was kind of discouraging so for Maybe for a month after I left Carlton, I actually didn't know what to do. And I was just kind of shopping around. I kind of got a phone call from PI. I got another phone call from, um, uh, oh, man, what other school was it? It wasn't Mac. I can't remember what other university it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really it was really PI, and I didn't really want to end up in PI. And then coach kind of called me back because then there was like, 
something kind of something happened where an opening an opening at X happened at the at the guard. So he's like, hey, like if you're still looking for for a spot, we can have a spot for you. And I kind of jumped on that right away. So that's kind of how I ended up in in um, in Antigonish, and that was man, that was back in '08, and really 2020. I'm still here. I've, I've asked you I've asked you this question before, but it's fascinating for me because you you, you hear about Carlton and their system, and like right? This dynasty, but but I like I don't think people really understand the magnitude of right. how how that culture is. Like right. like how was it for you going to high school? Because Will and I always get it. Will's very interested in this because he he experienced it firsthand. Going from high school to university is such a jump and an adjustment. Right. So even though you're the best high school player, you you make that jump and now you're back at the bottom. Like how, especially going to Carleton, how did you how did you deal or adjust with that? Right. Situation? You know what? Uh, and then uh, and this is where I'll give like Dave credit. He does a real good job at. He he knows who the best players in the city are, and he always has these um, these workouts. Like every Sunday, we always had a workout at Carlton that we had that not you you wouldn't have to go to, but he like high school players. Po- wow, yeah, top, random. Top, no, top, only top, only the top like, high like school. Like how many players. guys? Like on average, you, 10? You get uh, ten to fifteen guys. Really? And so you yeah, guys would all go there, bro. And some of those in front of him. Yo, those were some of the toughest summers. Like. I remember we had the AAU summer one time with 15 guys. Like, I'm talking, like, Greg Carter was there, Hanak Manak, Anthony Ash, Anthony Hines, like, guys who all played either U Sport or, or D1. And those were, I think that was, that was the best summer because you were just grinding. Like, when we're done with Phoenix practice, which was already a grind, now you're going to do two-a-days. So, so. So Coach Waterman at Phoenix actually said, you know what, because we don't play in the summertime, go do your thing with with the uh, with the with 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 Dave's summer team, and then just just make your way back when you're done, right? So mm-hmm. those two days were some of the most competitive two days, and but is that he before you before you go? Is that is that like did he kind of have to put his ego aside to be like, yo, you can go run with like Dave for the summer, but make sure you like, kind of like you, I still want you back almost like right. knowing that there is a chance that you could just be like, well, I just want to work out with him like throughout the whole year. I mean, right. he runs, he runs the best at this time. Was it, you know, they had won multiple years. Right. Um, it was, he kind of talked to me a little bit about it. He's just like, you know what? Like, He's like, man, don't forget, like, when you come back, we're going to be back on our horse. Like, we're going back to these tournaments. We're doing this. We're doing gym rat. We're doing New York. So, hey, just take advantage of the summer. But it was kind of like it was kind of like an, a, a, a message inside a message, like, telling me, you know, go do my thing. But also, don't forget our schedule when you get back. Like, almost kind gotcha. of making sure I reassure that I do come back. But I never, there was never, there was never a doubt in my mind that I was coming back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. as good as those workouts were, man, back when, like, Phoenix, when I was playing, was insane. You know what I mean? I'm playing, I'm playing one-on-one with, with Greg Carter every day. Greg mm-hmm. was the, Greg was the National Defensive Player of the Year, like, twice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We got, like, Minox are big. We had some D1 guys who came in, Paul Campbell. Shout out Paul Campbell, but 
Did Campbell he go to X for a, a universe for a, a trip? I think he did, didn't he? Paul Campbell. I think he got recruited to X. Yeah, he I did think he came he, there when I because, was there one yeah, year. Yeah, he came okay. on a Phoenix. He's he's a Phoenix guy, and then he ended up going to Hawaii. Uh, but yeah, I think yes, yes. I, I think he guy. actually he he was I he was telling me how much I, I, I uh, man I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he was telling me how much he liked X, and if it wasn't for Hawaii. Mm-hmm. He definitely, if it was Canada, he'd come here. Like you'd have guys like Jahans who end up going to Creighton. So yeah, we are, so we are loaded in practice anyway, and we we're doing our thing. So there was never a doubt in my mind. But to get back to, to Tristan's question, it was it was the transition between kind of like those summer camps and those summer training into into uh, Carlton was a, it was actually a pretty smooth transition. Right. Obviously, instead of playing. Guys like I don't know high school all stars. Now you're playing against Aaron Dornican, right? Yeah. So it's Team Canada players. Team Team Canada. The guy's still playing pro to this day. It's shocking. I, so, I don't know. And I'm sure Dave probably mirrored the workout stuff for the high school kids almost as identical as he did for like uh, or what? To like, be honest, he was. It was. He made it like. It was the game was the game was fun. Like you you wanted to because everything that Dave does, it was all about competing. Mm. Everything. There was no drill that was just to like do a drill. Like we didn't do like stretching drills or mm. warm-up drills. It mm. was you had all day to warm up when yeah. you come for the two hours if you grind. And he also did things that let you know like like that would kind of test you. You know what I mean? Like where we'd Sometimes we'd go, like, he'd say, hey, two-hour practice. But then we'd be practicing. We'd say it's practice from noon to two. And then we look at the time, and then he can tell, like, he did this on purpose, but it's two, it's 2.05. And now he can see guys are starting to look at the clock, like, hey, when are we going to finish practice? And he kind of, he pushed it on to about 2.10, 2.15, and he kept seeing it. And then it was kind of like a lesson where he's like, yo, if you guys – He's like, man, the best players don't look at the time. They're still in competitive mode. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They still want to compete. And it was funny because I was one of those kids that ended up looking at the time like, man, when are we going to finish practice? And then it was it was funny because right after he said that message, I was like, you're actually right. Like, why would where else would I need to go, especially when the competition is so is like this is the best competition you're going to get. And um, that's true. They weren't. They they. They were different because he's letting you know, like as much as his standards never change. Winning is winning for that guy. Right. Um, but again, he knew how to make you know, like I'm not recruiting all of you guys. I'm just, I just chose the best kids and I want you to go out there and play against some of these top guys. Like we went to the, to these big, big, big time tournaments, summer tournaments, Right. Uh, with, Virginia with Tech, Phil, yeah, Virginia Tech, Philly, all these like big time tournaments up to like guys D1 all over the place, right? That was the first time we played. That was the first time we played Johnny Flynn, and I didn't even know that was Johnny Flynn. It wasn't until the second time I played him, and then I'm like, he, yo, this kid is super nice. And he got picked before Steph. Yeah, he got picked. Uh, I believe it was sixth or sixth or seventh. So is Dennis and, uh, Smith Jr. the same thing as him? 
Dennis Smith Jr. They're, are they they're pretty the similar. Yeah, I, I, well, Dennis Smith Jr. is actually looking like he's going to have a better one. Johnny Flynn's hip hip or knee kind of went out on him and it kind of okay but so you played against him wow it was and and that was like when you really talk about top of the food chain type of guys like those guys they they go for the kill every time can you you could you could tell the difference in terms of like mentality when you like step on the court was like they're an energy like just when you match up it's like I'll, i'll give you an example the first time we played his team i didn't know who he was right but I knew three other guys on their team. One of them was DeVoe, who was Corey's, Corey yeah. Joseph's older brother, who at the time was probably the best player in the country. And he came off the bench as their sixth man. Wow. You had guys like Dwayne Smith and, and, and Olu. Those guys went to Oregon and these big-time schools. And it's like, these guys are playing their four or fives. And these guys are the best players in the country. And he's leading their group. I'm like, yo, this kid must be nice or like a general because he's leading the entire mm-hmm. house. They listen when he talks. Yeah. You so know what I mean? When, yeah. when he said something, they ha- he had them in the huddle. Yeah, you can always tell when uh, if a player has his, his teams, uh, like, you know, if, if, if he's got the voice for, for leadership. Right. Because so, some guys talk and everybody's just walking around doing, doing their own walking thing. Walking around. And then other guys talk and everybody's like, yo, like, Man, the second he opened his mouth, guys would come in. Even the coach would listen. Like, it's like, yo, like, this guy must be a general. But we didn't know how nice he was. He had, he was explosive that game, but he didn't really need to be, mm-hmm. he didn't really need to be Johnny Flynn because their team was so stacked. Yeah. Mind you, we, we lost by, we, we lost by like five because our team was stacked too. We lost by five and. That was man. He might have had one of the nastiest dunks I've ever seen in my life that game on somebody in the rest. Like I think if there was like the whole mixtape and all that stuff back then, that video would went viral. But anyway, um, yeah, like we got we had played guys like that and all that. But just to get back to it, it was just like the transition between that and and, and going to Carlton. The only thing that kind of caught me off guard was now when you put in like. Carlton's discipline and their defense it's like man like these guys guys who I didn't think were actually that good like I'm like oh like you know you're looking at it from a high school kid you're like oh I can come in there and I can play and then I'm looking at guys like like Stu Stu Turnbull was one of those guys I'll be honest was where I was like when I'm looking at him from from the stands I'm like oh he's just had a good like role player but then when you go and practice with him every day and you see how good he is I'm like man like this guy's actually really nice um, I feel you, I feel you on that. I think I remember I remember watching him and being like, he's solid, but like, there's nothing like crazy. Like I feel like, and then you and then you match up and, and then you're you, like, okay, he's he's a he's a good player. Like he 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 smart. doesn't go outside of yeah. He does yeah. He never tried to do like things that he can't do. Like, and no. but he just knew how to get what he can get. Exactly. He got to his spots. He had his yeah. mid range jump shot. I think I think his last year he was first team all Canadian, and it's like man. Like he led their team in score. He was he was elite. So, yeah. I think that was the biggest difference, man. I, I it sounds like it's is it safe to say that like essentially by doing the 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 summer like workouts, that he kind of set the standard of expectation of how hard you were going to be expected to work if when if you went to Carlton essentially what, like was it another jump? From- no, bro, because you don't you don't see the uh, you just see the competitive thing. You just see like the in game practice stuff. 
you don't at that time when you're young you don't even see the the amount of time that it takes like the structure uh, of his yeah of his like practices you, and stuff the, the you, you don't see that all you do is you just go in there you play now you're just like now you got to do you got to add in the individuals you got to add it and keep in mind it's summer i'm not doing school work mm-hmm. so you got to add in individuals you got to add in time to study you got to add in uh your own personal time and then even even outside the individuals even outside the personal time you got to do the shooting ladder and the shooting ladder was mandatory what's mandatory. the shooting ladder it's like so he scales and this is something that kind of that and and when i transition to to me coming to x i'll get into that too but yeah um it was uh it was like he would rank the top 15 shooters on the team how he sees it and it's like one, two, three, four, five. So let's say Frosty, let's say Tristan, let's say Will. And then it'd be, okay, well, Will is third. If Will wants to get to second, he has to play Tristan. And you have X amount of days. So he gave us two days. You have two uh, days to play Tristan. And if you beat Tristan in 250 jump shots, you move to second. Gotcha. Right? So it's like... Is all these little things that you do to compete. It's always, it's, com- like, it's always, yeah, it's always competing. There's nothing but competing. There's no, there is Love no, it. there is no goofy drill. See, so it's. Take, take us through your typical day as a, as a, a student athlete on the basketball team, because like Josh Miller, who also yeah. played Carlton for a year, ended up yeah. going back to playing football, whatever will. Right. Um, he used to tell me the craziest stories of saying, man, I had no time during my day because if I wasn't in the class, I was I was expected to be on the court. You, you right? really did. It was like it was excessive. So right. To, to be that. honest, my to be honest, my days were a little bit different just because I I am from Ottawa, so I lived at home, right? But oh, basically, right. I'd I'd um um and and because because I was redshirting, I didn't uh, I wasn't eligible for. Uh, Oh, I didn't sign up for the uh, the work study. So I don't know if it was eligible or I just didn't sign up. But anyway, it was um, basically like, let's say there's, there's so twice a week we practice at like, uh, I think it was 7, 7 a.m., 7 or 8. But we get there. So I'd go, Mike Kenny lived like a block away from me, who, who was the starting point guard at the time. And we'd um, we'd carpool get to campus, we do our two-hour practice. And then, you, you know, you go to your class. I know usually I had class. But after you're done class, you go back to, you really head back to the gym. You have your study hall, the, the study hall room. Um, that's right above, like, the media room that they have now. It's the study hall room that you go to. You have to be there Why, if you're not in there, if you're not in, the, in, in class. And really, if you're not in what class. What do you mean? What do you mean if you're not in class, it's mandatory that you're in the study. Well, because hall? it's work study, yeah. Because their work study is through, is through, um, is through the study hall, I believe. Right. Okay. So it's like, so it's like if you're on campus, like work studies. If you're on campus, kind of doing some kind of work, or or I might be wrong, but it's it's basically what it is, like work study. Okay. Like, you, like library or something like that. Right. So if you if you, if you have someone kind of a faculty member at university kind of looking over you as you study, you almost get paid for that. Interesting. And so to be in work study, you had to be in the Carlton's um, study room, right? Yeah. 
and it was just like guys guys honestly guys just you're you they, they you're, you have to be in the study room like you have to maintain your grades like if you it's just no there's no if ands or maybes players and don't then, really fail there is it rare uh again I, I was only there for the year so i can't so it's you can't okay true, true, i true. can't really speak but to be honest, everyone that's kind of really been there, the only times I actually see people leave is if they really transfer out. Okay. Like I think he has Fair a pretty enough. good grip on on, it's a very, on the very good pass, like a ninety percent yeah, type. I think so. Um, okay. But it's so you're there, you go to class, you come back to the study hall room, and to be honest, if you're not in class, he looks down and you're not in the gym. He knows you're either maybe grabbing a bite to eat or something, but your schedule is set for the day, right? Does he it's, know the it, player's schedules? Yes, it's in his office. Is literally, <laughs> if you go like that from the study hall room, his his office is right there. So he just knows right? where everyone is. All times, all times. Your schedule is on his wall. So it's like if you're not in the class, if you're not in the study hall room, I know it's because you're in class at this time, and if you're not. If, if your schedule says, oh, I'm not in class, but you're not in the study hall room, he goes, peeks down into the gym. Oh, there he is in the gym. Mm -hmm. Or if you're not in all three, then it's like, okay, he must be grabbing a bite to eat. But the expectation is you got to be doing your schoolwork. You know what I mean? Um, True. But it's it it's it's like, you honestly get so like, I, I hated studying. So it's like, man, like when you're, I was like, I don't want to study. So let's go play ball. You know what I mean? Right. So there are days where I'm taking, there are days where I think I took like 1,200 jump shots. Days. You know what I mean? I believe it. And like the, 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 the some of the best players on the team, like there's, there's many times like Mike, Mike, who I think was the best shooter on the team, him and Dorna Camp, you can kind of go back and forth, but Mike, Mike shot, one time he came into the locker room, he's like, yo, I just shot 50 jump shot, 50, uh, 50, 500 threes in 29 minutes. Someone beat that. Like, that was the culture, right? He's like, beat that. Yeah. But again, to rebound for Mike Kenny is, it's, it's a swish, swish, swish. So you're not really running the wind sprints right. of having to get misses. So it's just cash, 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 cash. 29 minutes, he already shot 500. Then when they do individuals, he'd have to shoot another 500. Then it's like you add on the 250 that you got to make for, for, for shooting ladder. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. Well, I was just going to ask, how do you think that culture affected the team? Like constant, constant competitiveness, like guy coming in and say, I just shot 500. What's up? Right. Like, who are I, you? Is it kind of shitting on each other or like how, like what was that dynamic? Like it was, it was a, it was a little bit of both. It was kind of like, it kind of held you accountable. Like, you hey, listen, like if, He's like, hey, you don't want to shoot your 500. I shot mine. You know what I mean? Like, if it's like, hey, you want to play, this is why you don't play. Doesn't that or, come off a little bit of individualism? Like, I don't care about you. Like, I'm putting in my work. Or like, but, but how was it on kind, the inside? Kind of, but not really, because it's like you, you're, you're doing it to kind of call someone out so they do theirs. Hmm. If you're not doing it, just know that we did it. Right. right. And if you also complain, because guys also got ripped off for complaining about minutes, not minutes, but like, like, this is why you don't get the minutes. You know what I mean? Guys get ripped on saying, this is why you don't play. Okay. So there's no sugarcoat in, in there. 
right? There was none. There was no feelings. And it's like, if you couldn't take that level of, and this is not even coming from the coaches. This is the players. This is a doggy dog in the locker room. You know what I mean? But again, like, if you look at our locker room, we had Ryan Bell and Dornacamp, who were national team guys. You so know what I mean? Large veteran presence. Man, you had, you had, Strong like, leadership. Yeah, like, there, there was six all-Canadians by the time they were done in the locker room. So it's like, these guys are not playing around. Like, these guys are really about their work. So it's... That's, it's that's kind of that's that's kind of interesting considering I'd say most programs, you know, they might have an all Canadian like once every five years, right. maybe if that, right? Maybe once 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 or twice every decade. These guys breed all Canadians every year, and well, and I think back to the convo with uh, Koshi, and, and and even yeah, and uh, even what? What did you say? Sorry. With the convo we had with Koshi and him talking about the black hole and how yeah, yeah. all those guys went pro and they have the same mentality that, that Donk was talking about. Exact same. Exact same. Hmm. Right? And then, and people, but... people sorry, that are, go on. I was just going to say, people that don't don't know, like Donko Donk knows Koshi a bit, so they, they worked out... We, we all worked out a little bit together, but um, just in case people are wondering. Right. But anyways, continue what you were going to say. So, yeah, no, I was just going to like... So basically, like... It was, it was, um, it is, it, it, that, that's it, man. You don't win, you don't win 15 national championships in 18 years because it's, uh. Because of luck or, or. No, you know, like they, no, like they really, they really put the work in and they, they, they kind of dig deep and they just kind of get the job done by any means necessary. But kind of, anyway, that was, that was Carlton. And then, so to be honest. Well, when you're moved, when you went to X, what you said earlier that you kind of went to X because when you're at Carlton, you're around yes. your friends. Ex- explain like maybe like where you lived and and kind of what your friends were doing right. and how that and why you left. Why you right. left? What, when you say like I, I want to get away from some of some of the people I was hanging with. All right. Yeah. No. I, I think it was just it was just time like when I really like when I stopped and really thought about it. And when like when I came in, my recruiting class was. Um, it was me, it was Cole Hoban, it was Elliot Thompson, it was Aaron Chapman. And then on top of that, you had Stu Turnbull, who's going to be there another two. You had Rob Saunders, who's going to be there another two. You had Mike Kenny, you had, you had all these guys. And it's just like, like at the end of the season, when I'm really starting to really look at the landscape of things. You saw the writing on the wall. Yeah, but I was also 17. So I was, I kind of look at it like, man, I didn't play this year. Coach said I was going to play. Everyone said I was going to play. I didn't end up playing. You know what? I'm going to, I, I just kind of looked at it. I'm like, man, it's it just, this is not for me. And mm-hmm. I didn't see where I was going to fit in in the future. So I just kind of got up and left. I kind of, I didn't get up and left. I went, I, I, I went and I, you know, I, I spoke to coach. I was like, hey, you know, coach, thanks for a great year. Da, 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 but I'm just going to move on. Um, so, yeah. Did so he try to I, convince you or was he just like, all right, no, no, no. He he did. He he tried. He he tried to convince me. He he called me for about a week, um, and then he'd even show up to Phoenix practices. And and like in hindsight, you look at it like you know, like no one who tries that hard to keep you to stay doesn't have a plan for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, of course. So, I think I think when you look back on it, it's like that's one of those things that you're like, man, like. Again, I'm not speaking in the, in terms of regret. I'm just speaking in terms of like hindsight. Like, you know what? Maybe the guy did have a plan. 
because you don't push that hard. Like when um, there's another red shirt uh, that was there with me. And when he left the team, coach said, okay, cool. Mm. Right. You know what I mean? But that guy, yeah. that guy was kind of an experiment. You can tell he didn't really love the game. He didn't really get into drills. He didn't do the things that he was supposed to do. And he just never really panned out. So then it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, hope all the best. Right, right, right. That right. was it. That was the extent of the conversation. And um, So that, but, that, must, that must feel good then in a sense where it's like, okay, like I went to the nation's, you know, leading program for basketball right. and I didn't enjoy my first year and I decided to leave. And um, the coach, like, you know, he must have wanted me. So – it, it must feel good in the sense we're like, okay, at least like, you know, the most decorated Canadian basketball coach, like really, really wanted me to a point where he made it, he made an effort to keep me. So that's, that's kind of like a, a, a positive kind of thing to, to take forward with your life. And in a sense, like, I yeah, know that no. you're saying that you're like, you, you were like, I don't know if I want to be here, but you know what I mean? I, yeah. I mean, it kind of, it, it, it kind of gave you a little bit of a, it kind of not not your confidence boost, but it kind of kind of validates you to know like you know what you can if I anywhere. do put my yeah if I put my focus on it, then your potential's high. Like again, it was potential. Like when I left high school, like again, I'm thinking I should be able to play. And my Carlton U, I'm like, oh man, I should be able to play. How come I'm not playing? But my jump shot wasn't polished. My handle wasn't polished. My knowledge of the game wasn't polished. Now again, when you look at it on hindsight, you're like, what made you think you were supposed to play at 17? You know, but because you're at because you're at the top of the food chain in high school. Exactly, I was, I was the man in high school, ducking on everybody in high school, and then it's just like, now when you come here, it's like you, your expectations. Where where I had an issue was I wanted my expectations to stay yeah. the same, and then, and then um so yeah so I kind of left there, and then when I left, I was like you know what, um it kind of I kind of came with that edge. Where it's like you know what I, I it never really left me because that's kind of ingrained in me being in because Phoenix practice was were were just as chippy not just as chippy but they were chippy they were intense and then so I was always going with intense coaches and to be honest it only kind of my coaching really just mellowed down when it was when I came to X because Coach K was a different type of intense like he was a different type of competitor like he was his 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 competitiveness his 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 nature to win was like them, but his approach was way different. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So then, again, that's where. I, and then, then when I made my move to X, it was just kind of. Now you saw the difference in coaching culture, and but my my chip, it it never left, and I think I think that's what kind of, that's kind of what allowed me to just kind of just kind of develop into the person into the into the player that i i ended up but was it a big decision was it a big decision to to like i know you say you had like some people that you knew from phoenix yeah at at x but like at the end of the day like you're still you're still going to a small town in in nova scotia like you you don't really know much about other than like a little bit of the history from the guys in the program like what was it uncomfortable like to to move away from your parents a little bit, um, but I thought at the time it was like it was exciting because it's like man, this is something new. It, it feels like it feels like I'm going somewhere. Someone, someone now is like, yeah, come, come here, and then um, and you now you're away from your parents. It's kind of you. It, I never really had that that thought of like, man, like I don't I like 
like what am I getting into? It was just like it was just an exciting time. Like man, like let's get ready, pack our bags. Like there was a different. It's like there was a different. Was your house atmosphere? Was it my household strict? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. was it was it kind of like a, like a, kind of like let, let me loose almost like I don't have to. Mm, not like, a little not bit. Like, I'm not saying like crazy, yeah. but. I mean, I know. So I, I like. Yeah. I remember some some some, yeah. some stories and stuff. So like, yeah. that must have tied in a bit where you're like, okay, like at least I can go. Like, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, just just to give you context, like talking yeah. to um the last two people we've talked to are both yeah. uh was one was uh from parents were from the Congo, the other one parents were from Nigeria, and they both right. said like their parents were very strict, very hardworking, yeah, and kind of you know pushed like this this work ethic where it's like, so it's kind of like, if no, you're, yeah. you're saying like getting kind of getting away from kind of get having a little more freedom in terms of your, your daily routine right. and structure. Right. Um, I was, I, 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 I to be honest, I'm still going to lean with, with no, because I get what, what you're saying is true because I'd never in high school, I didn't go to one single party. I, mm. I never went to parties. I would never, I never had a sleepover. I never went to to the movies with my friends. My parents were like, "No, no, you want to go? You want to go? You want to play? The the basketball court is right there." And even when I go to the basketball court, man, there was like a hill, maybe like two three hundred yards away, maybe two hundred yards away. And my dad would stand at the top of the hill at like nine thirty, and he'd yell, he'd yell my name, William, <laughs> and then all my boys would be like, "Oh yeah, that's the call, that's the call." <laughs> And then, and then I remember I'd always tell my dad like, man, like, but I'm only here playing basketball. He goes, you've been playing basketball for three, four hours. I think that's enough for the day. You need to come home. And, mm. but it was kind of like, it, it was strict in the terms of like, I wasn't, he was very, I was very sheltered from these things. I, I like I said, I never went to parties. I never been to a party. Even when I went to Carlton, I've never, I never went to a party. So my idea of university, I thought like those movies, like, National Lampoon or or or, or what, what what's um uh I know which one you're talking about all those movies that guys go to university Van Wilder fr- Van Wilder yeah like those Van Wilders those old school with the frat houses I'm like that's not real because mm. I was at Crofton I was like we don't even party at this school you know what I mean mm. I, I it was it was home it was home gym home gym home gym so I never I thought university life was a myth or a movie and until when so, but like I said, so when, but because, because now I was in university, I had a little bit, I had more leeway from my parents. Like I could have went to parties if I wanted. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it right? been, yeah. It just wasn't in my interest anymore. Like I was like, yeah. oh, I, I, like my, um, when I was in university, I might've went to, I think I went to the club like twice and it was with some of the guys. And even then I left early. The only time I really started going out was that month that I told you was between leaving Carlton and not knowing where I was going. Mm-hmm. And I think that in that span, I may have went out maybe like, I don't know. Every weekend. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think I did like every, like maybe three, four times. Okay. And that was the most I went out. And I was like, man, like this is like, this is, um, this is different. But again, as soon as, as soon as coach K hit me up, and said, hey, in two months, could you still come up to X? My focus changed right away. So mm-hmm. all that out stuff 
it really ended and I went back to my routine. So for me to leave, I already kind of had that freedom of being in university to do whatever I, to kind of not do whatever I wanted, but I had more freedom. Yeah. But when I was like, so that's why the whole idea of leaving wasn't based on freedom. It was just based on, man, I finally got this opportunity again. Yeah. And it was like, now I, now I could like, now again, it was like a new air. It's just like, man, I'm going to this new school. I'm traveling. It was just like, you are excited. You're, you, you felt like you're being recruited again. And it's just like, I just want to get back in the gym. And I remember just grinding back in the gym. I'm, I'm uh, curious to know, I'm curious to know if you battled with any thoughts of what other people thought of you by leaving Carlton and whether or not you were worried if people thought you were running away from hard work or running right. away from this. It's a good question. I mean, right. I mean, that was the perception. Did you battle? Like, how did you battle with that? The, the, you can't, I, I, I was, uh, to be honest, I was not, I'm not a, like, he's not built for this. Like, yeah, I'm just not, I'm I'm not, I'm not, um, I, 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 I'm not one to, to really care what your perception is your perception. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like if, if that's what you think, fine. Like, and I was just like, I'm just going to prove it when I go over there, I'm just going to, I'm just going to show you, but I'm not going to argue with you based on you think that I'm running away from hard work because that was, that was again in in our in like our exit meeting when I said I was leaving. Those are one of the things like, and it wasn't even it wasn't even that because he acknowledged, like, Dave acknowledged the fact that I had work ethic and I did work hard, right? Yeah. Um, it wasn't it had nothing to do with that. It was just about, and I told him I was very honest. It's about the the where I thought I'd landed, the but numbers. again, you're yeah, like, but again, the I, perception. Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, it's just like, and at the end of the day, it is like, you know what? You're right. Because the perception is, this is just a different beast for him to handle. Sure. And and that's all right. Because it, again, it's, 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 it's what you want. It's he say, she say, right? Like at the end of the day, if, if that's what no, you a, think, but it, it's a good question because yeah, I mean, on face, that is like what I'm sure people are teammates or outside basketball right. people in your community would think. But I get how you're saying, like, I get how you're saying it, do, it doesn't bother me because, as Dave acknowledged, as you, as you know, and as I know, when I first met you that first, the first time when you showed up to Antigonish, you, you work hard. Like, you, so why would you, anybody looking at you being like, oh, he just doesn't want to work hard. We, I know that. Tristan knows that. You know right. that. So I get why that doesn't bother you because the first, from the first day you touched down in the niche, you were one of the first people in the gym working with me like all the time right especially when we first met so um and also in terms of your like how you ended up at carlton you know like and and my my uh my me ending up at x is completely different whereas like you know like i i acknowledged that i was gonna have to work like kind of like being like a, a walk-on where like you don't have scholarship and coaches like you might not be here next year you know what i mean whereas like right you're getting recruited and you know kind of the, the, the process in terms of how they structure years and players. Right. If you're, if you're behind the eight ball, like even if you work so hard somewhere, like you already, it, it's, it's, things are almost written in stone almost. I'm not going to say in stone, but there's, there, it's, it's just a different beast. Like you said, in terms of, right. in terms of going from like a, an unknown guy that like the, the coach doesn't know what he can potentially do to a coach like knows your potential that has a plan for you, but also has a plan for guys that he already had. I, I get what you're saying. Right. 
So yeah. It, yeah. No, and then and then um, yeah. So uh, again, like, but you don't fault someone for that because at the end they like that if if that's what motivates you, then then good for you. You know what I mean? Because like, if we had if we had our workouts, if all three of us were working out, grinding every day, working out top of the food chain, and then all of a sudden I say, hey, I want to leave and I want to go to, I don't know, bottom of the food chain work yeah. ethic, you would say. At the end of it all, even though you know me, you know my work ethic, you'd say, you know what, Tristan, let's grind even harder because that guy can't grind with us. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, that's mm. what would motivate you to even grind even harder because now mm-hmm. it's like, yo, I don't care what that person says. At the end of the day, I know or I believe that that guy left because he can't keep up with us. So, again, if that's what motivates you, then you kind of go with what you want. And that's kind of what mm. I kind of understood that. and. Did it bother me? Yeah, a little bit, but I th- again, there's nothing that I could really do about about what people would want to say, right? When um, when you say you never, as like high school, you didn't go to parties and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, and and current, like you t- did a tiny bit in Ottawa. What would you say? Like, is that is that challenging for for like athletes that go to schools, say like Saint Avex, where partying right. is is big, like? And right. you have no no experience, and you're kind of you either. I don't want to say like you have to choose between doing it or not, but like right. there is a stigma between in in locker room sometimes and guys that like you know don't like especially in university where it's not pro. You know what I mean? Like university right. where oh you don't want to you don't want to hang with the team like you want right. to be by yourself. Like was that was that a difficult transition? Kind of like trying to find yourself right. in terms of like be. I don't know, be cool or be yeah. the the boring hard worker. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, I think so. I think it, it can go both ways, right? Like, like even like, for example, like before I even get into my story, I'll talk about even this year because now, like now being on the assistant coaching staff with X this year, there's one kid, um, uh, one kid who never went out the whole year. Avan. Never, never, never. Avan never went out the entire year. And it almost looked like he was staying away from that team function stuff or he's not being a part of the team, mm-hmm. but his focus is different than theirs. You know what I mean? And I think that's the difference. It's like, are you saying like, he's primarily focused only on basketball and the other, it's just, it's, have... it's not, it's not I, I, like, I don't want to, I don't want to say that. I don't want to jump to there. Like I, okay. I think even, even through it all, I just think his passion for basketball was, was maybe the highest on the team, maybe top. It was definitely in the top, top three. But it just didn't, it just didn't, um, it didn't bother him to not go or to go. You know what I mean? He wasn't affected. No, it's not something that he was, he was interested in. You know what I mean? So I think, I think because it wasn't something that I was interested in and he kind of made it known early, it's not something that weighed on him. Now, in, in my situation, now that when I came my first time and you do get, you do get that because now it's like everyone's doing it. I, let's, let's just be yeah, honest. Like, and it's like, our, no, your, first yeah, year, right. your first year was my second year. And so for people listening, like for the most part, our team like partied hard, like everybody yeah. went out. There wasn't like a leader being like, yo, like don't go out. Like we're not going out. Like it wasn't like that really. Like it was, it was more so like we're here, we're winning games. Like, 
we're having fun, like go right. out, have drinks, meet people. Right. And that was, and that was kind of like, that was, that was, that was almost like the culture of what we, of what we had. Right. That was what, that was the culture of our team. And it was like, man, like, so again, now that, now that I was, you know what, I'm in, I'm in a dorm room with a teammate and it's like, Hey, no one's really telling me that I can't go anywhere. You know what I mean? So it's like on a Friday, we just win. Do I want to go back in the dorm room in a entire res that's partying and be the one kid that's sleeping because that won't happen? No. Or do I just jump in? And then it was like, you know what? It kind of, it kind of got to the point where I was like, you know, when I'm there, I'm like, man, Oh, now I do want to party. You know, now we just had a long week of practice we just won. I think we lost like two games that entire year. So I'm pretty sure that weekend we won. And then it's like, Hey, let's, let's, let's go. So now that you did have that freedom and now you're, now you're, you're kind of. You're introduced you're, to kind of like, yeah, you're it's a different to, outlet. It's like a different, it's like a fun outlet. It is because like I told you when I was at Carlton, I didn't even know partying was a thing. I didn't even think these were real. Now you have, now you have, now you have, people who want to party all day now you have people who want to hang with you you know what i mean like yeah and all these all these things that are now coming and it's like man like these are these are things that i didn't even know and it's like man this is the fun part of university and that's that that's kind of what that's what i was like you know what that's what i never had and i think that kind of again it was like a gift and a curse but it's like you get it's like oh now i'm here we just won yeah let's just get it you know it's kind of a it's kind of an addicting uh almost an addicting um feeling in terms of like when you mix when you when you mix successful like collegiate athletes with like uh, a party a party scene where where mm. campus people enjoy partying with you they yeah. want it like they want to get to know you and see the fun side of you so it's like once you start doing it a little more it becomes mm. more we're habitual so you know what i mean once you do it a few right. times sure. you're like you kind of miss that you're like right oh shit like it's not like i'm missing it's not like guys are doing different things where i, I have to make a decision where should i be like avon should i Everyone. should i be in the gym every day or should right. i just no one else is doing that so right i mean and if they are they're doing it silently on their own or, right. or whatnot uh, so I, right. I i get that so explain i don't know like how did that, um, how was the transition from Carlton to X and how did it like, you know, what, what, uh, what was your career? What was your Man, career? Like, yeah. what, what, what did you, like, what, what did you succeed? Like, you know, challenges, right. Successes. I think, to be honest, the first day that I got to, to the X, I knew that it was different. Like right away we had, cause the first day that I came in, I think it was the second week of camp because I had to finish off this course at, at Carlton. No, was it second week? It doesn't matter. I came in for, I remember I was there for the first day of camp. I can't remember yeah. if it was first week or second week. But I knew it was different because when I was at Carlton, if you're in practice and Dave blows a whistle, he says something, and then you say, oh, oh, if he says, hey, hey, Will, you missed a rotation, make sure you get it next time. And you say, but I did it because, and then you try to explain it it's automatic on the line. There is no rebuttal. The whole you know team. I mean? Anybody. Anybody. There is no rebuttal. Dave, Dave's like, I stopped practicing because I specifically saw this. Now you're trying to waste time trying to tell me what I didn't see. Everybody mm -hmm. on the line. Okay. Right? 
And then the first day that I get to, to X, I remember we're sitting in the um, in room 104 before we we always had that meeting room before camp. Yeah. And and coach comes in and coach goes, all right, guys. And then I remember when he said, all right, guys, I remember specifically turning around and locking my eyes on coach. But then I remember I remember Bear, he kind of kept going. And then my stomach kind of churned a little bit like, yo, we're about to run some sprints if you don't keep <laughs> You know what I mean? Like he's about to give us some push-ups. The coach is like, but then coach said, all right, guys, all right, all right, relax, guys. Okay, let's get into it now. And then I was like, because <laughs> I was so I was so focused to be like, yo, when he talks, it's done. Yeah. You know, and then right away, I knew it was different. And then I was mm-hmm. like, man, okay. I And then I knew I had to like take myself out of almost like that. Just that, whatever you learned or yeah like, like that like yeah. right like that like I, I just knew like right there I knew I'm not with the same type of coach anymore because because Waterman was almost kind of like the same too like Waterman is like Shut except up. yeah Waterman won't put you on like yeah he would he it no nah, I'm tripping yeah, I just Waterman know what you're saying like just, he just they're just like don't you're not talking above me. Like if I'm speaking, it's, it's important. Listen to done, me. Done, done, and done. And yeah. coach would kind of give you the leeway to almost kind of converse. He's back definitely and forth. a players, definitely a players coach yeah. where he wants to give the the player a voice. Yeah. Sure. And yeah, so I think I think right away I kind of I kind of tell the difference, and and to be honest, when I first came in, I didn't like Bear wasn't ready to play yet because he was he was dealing with something, but I was my in my mind I was like I just practiced with. Dorna Camp and Ryan Bell and they make it they make it so like in my mind I believed that every player on Carlton could be the best player on any team in the country mm, so that's you how, came in there you're just like I'm gonna nobody's even on my level here no exactly because that's how that's how because that's the confidence that each player I, I'm a red shirt and I thought that right because yeah. that's the type of confidence that they put in you which is also why they succeed because everybody on that team actually believes they're better than everybody else on every team. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So when I got there, when I get to X, now I remember the first time I matched up with anyone, I think it was either with you or it was with Tyler. I'm pretty sure it was with Tyler, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And I matched up with Tyler right away and I was like, yo, this guy's cooking me, man. (laughs) I was like, this guy's, I'm like, what? Notice how he didn't want to give it, say it was me. He didn't want to say I was cooking. No, but him. I, he had to take Tyler. <laughs> no, I'm no, just joking. It was, it was it, one it of you guys. Likely, I know it was no, whoever it was. It mostly it was most likely Tyler. I I I believe one hundred percent. I remember it was one of you guys. It was either you or Tyler, and I was like, "This guy is cooking me." And then when Bear came to practice, I'm like, "Who's guarding this guy?" You know what I mean? This guy was. I'm like, this guy just went boom, 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 boom. He went. He went coast to coast. In three and a half seconds layup. So then I was like, man, like, what? This guy's, I'm like, okay. Then it kind of broke me. Then it kind of, that kind of messed me up a little bit more because it's like, yo, like, they really had me believe that I, like, we had the best players in the country from one to 12. And then now I'm here and this Tyler Richards guy is super nice. And this Upshaw guy is super nice. You know what I mean? And, for sure, but again, like, again, like when you look at things like hindsight, I remember being mad that I didn't play games 
in my first year like upset like i go back to my house and i'm like upset even in my second year i'd be upset because that again yeah yeah but again when you look at it in hindsight you were there you were an all-star uh tyler was an all-star bear was an all-canadian yeah Dwayne was Dwayne and it's like and then you had Splash who even though like Splash struggled with the offense if you have a jump shot like Splash you're gonna play you're gonna play we always talk we always talk about that on um in terms of in terms of uh athletics versatility like if you're not Mm. I'm not saying Splash isn't versatile or wasn't versatile but like he he wasn't the most like you know what I mean like he could handle the ball if he's doing dr- drills but when you when somebody's applying pressure he usually yeah. wasn't the guy that you'd no. want the ball in his hands sure. and he he usually wasn't really all there like in terms of like you said the offense, offense no but he his jumper was top of the food chain like if that's one thing like oh. if if you have a jump shot like if you have one skill that you do better than everybody else you'll play you're you're gonna play you're gonna play yeah but like you said certain moments of games certain times. They, you're not going to stay in the game because you're not as versatile. You you don't right. have as much to offer as other people. So we all, yeah. we just always talk about that in terms of athletics. Why, right. you know, why it is important to be versatile because, you know, if you can't stop your man, as that's, good as you're a shooter, it. right? You know what I mean. But, we need to stop. So right, we, and that's, that's just and kind that's, of right. And that's where kind of coach had me because I was so upset. I'm like, man, I'm playing. Because I started that second year, but I'm playing 16, 16 minutes a game and Splash is playing 26. And I was like, yo, what? I'm like, and I'd be upset. But again, like Charlie hit eight threes three times that season. In a game. You don't do that. No. It's for, I, yeah. I can't. I, I, I'd be happy if I hit one. This guy hit eight <laughs> multiple times. He's on the top 10 three-point shooting list in X history in two seasons you're gonna play you know what i mean yeah but again that's hindsight now when i think about it i'm like man did i really think i was gonna play over all-star all-star all canadian top top three-point shooter but that's just the confidence that carlton instilled and it's it, 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 so like it doesn't matter right. like saw how good other players were in the country right but it didn't matter because the worst player on carlton was better than everyone else and that's and, that's and right that's, it's mentality that just goes back to the the whole like will talks about all the time top of the food chain is more mm. than it is like a status or an ego thing right it's literally believing in in yourself and it that takes you places right and you and, and that's the thing you have to because like those those would be the reasons why you get back into the gym right like i could have soft and complained but again you just got to keep working keep grinding keep grinding and like i truly believe like this I, I'll take this to my grave. I really believe that each and every summer, nobody worked harder than me in the summer. Like, mm-hmm. I really believe that. And I'm like, every summer. Now, my biggest regret in university is I, like, I would train maybe, like, three times a week where I'd get jump shots up. You know what I mean? Some days, mm-hmm. some weeks, it'd be, like, twice a week where i just get my jump shots up. And I wish that if I can go back, that same intensity that I gave to the summertime and that improvement that I made every year, stick with that every day because the top players in the country, the Phil Scrubs and the Johnnies and the and, and those guys, right? Like Bear was in a gym. Like even when I talked to when I was talking to Tyler, there'd be so many days because he had the key to the changing. There'd be so many nights he'd just go to the locker room and 
go to the gym by himself. He won't tell a soul, but mm. he's in there training. And I wish that if I can do it again, and I only did that, to be honest, my last year where I was like, you know what? This is my last year. I'm not leaving any stone left unturned. Every single day, I'm going to commit at least an hour and a half in the gym. It doesn't matter. I'm getting up jump shots. I'm doing my ball handling. I'm doing something. And See, there's no, yeah, and there's no, like, it's there's no coincidence as to why, like, that was my best year by year. far. And it's like, man, I wish I, if I were to do that from year one, which is what the, the Johnny Burhans did, yeah. then then that's the reason why the, the Aaron Dorna camps, these are why these guys are still playing, you know what I mean? And they developed into the point where the game, the university game just became almost too easy for them because of the amount of work that they just put way above everybody else. And they were really top of the food chain on terms of university basketball because, it's man, It's interesting you say that. Yeah. Be, because, because we were just talking to Koshi about that in terms of going home for summers, working hard, right. coming back. And I think it's important that you said, like, looking back, you wish, like, you had changed things up. So many, so many kids go into university without the mindset, like, even if you do want to compete and play, like you say, your first year, your second year, your third year, each one of those years is a building block to your foundation as you hit your stride going into your fourth, your fifth right. year. And what you're saying, like, to me, like for me, that's exactly what happened. Like right. first year, like I barely played, but I was, like you said, I was working every day. Like I was going to work out before practice every day. It didn't matter. Right. It didn't matter how hard practice was going to be. I knew for me to be like where I need to be in my fourth and fifth year, even my third year or say my second year when I, where I wanted to play, I knew I had to do that to get there. And right. every year, a transition and it's not easy like what you're saying like it's, it's really hard for a player to really to really see the benefits right right away because we tristan you always say the, the constant gratification right like if you can't play right away and you're putting hours in on top of hours that gratification of, of receiving a benefit isn't there you know what i mean you have to right. wait for it and you have to be patient and you have to Nothing is even guaranteed, too, is what you're saying. It's like, I, right. you know what I mean? So it's really, right. I really like what you, like how you said that. Right. It's, it's, those years are building blocks. And, and really, like you said, looking back, you're like, man, imagine how much more I could have built myself man. up if, if I just, if I just did that. And I, you know, I listen to you say, like, when you go back home for the summer, I'm not giving you a pass. I still think I work the hardest when I go home right. this summer. But but that's just the but again, right. just the, the mentality. Like, man, Tristan, what I say when I used to go home from working out with those guys, coaching those guys in the summer, I used to go home with the mentality like I'm gonna outwork every one of these guys so that when I come back and I see them in in the, the fall, they can't hang with me. They're, they're, oh, and they're going to be like, yo, this guy, like this guy's doing stuff that I didn't think he'd be doing. Like what the fuck were, sorry, what the hell did he do all summer? But I, right. I, that's it. As basketball players, we're ingrained with this thing that the summertime is the time you get better. And I think it's overlooked that we can still get better during the season. It's just for some reason, we're just ingrained of hearing all these stories of these, these former players, university who has the experience to say, I, I sacrificed my summer to get better, but I, I always think of in my, whether it was my second year, Akil Charles from Maryland was, was on the team. And I remember he, he injured or fractured his wrist 
and he was still in the gym with a cast on, working on his af- working on his offhand because he wanted to get better for when he came back. And then mm-hmm. the year coach gave him most improved because he literally got better when he was injured. And it was just mind-blowing that how can a guy get better during a season when he's injured, not even practicing? He was the one who was on the sideline, and whenever there was a huddle, he was listening. He was he was engaged the whole time because he's getting mental reps. Coach always talks about mental reps. It's just, it's just weird that why we put as basketball players why we put an emphasis on getting better only in the summer, right? Right. Like, definitely during the year too. It's definitely uh, it's definitely a factor. I mean, Snack's been there. Like I, I've I've seen multiple guys that we used to play with that would come back from a summer and have a jump shot all of a sudden and be playing at another level and then. Kind of, kind of what we t- touched on earlier that the the party scene and the the extracurricular activities kind of take over for some guys again, and and right. just the the school like people you know struggling with school. So um, like that's me just thinking about that right away. What do you think, right. Sax? No, I think I think that's I think that's it because like at the end of the day, like all the work that you put in the summertime still has to be like I can I can go. I can go for the next three months and get PRs in, in my bench, in my squat, in my dead, in all these things, right? But then if I say, man, I got my personal best in all these things over the summertime and then act like I don't need to keep maintaining that strength throughout the year, maybe not, yeah. get, maybe not get stronger because of the constant grind of everything else, but just to do things to maintain what mm-hmm. I worked on, mm-hmm. there's no way you keep it. I'd lose all that strength, you know what I mean? And it's you, the same you thing get worse. As you, yeah, it's the same thing as your jump shot. Like I did, I went in, in the summertime. We the, the the hours you'd log in working on your jump shot, sweating, 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 just to get into regular season to do what? To stop shooting? Again, when I look back on it in hindsight, it's like I should have prioritized instead of three, two, three, four days a week. I should have sacrificed them all. Right, mm. because university basketball only lasts four years, five yeah. years. Yeah, you know what I mean, I can still go, I can still go party when I'm because really, when you're done university, what are you 22, 23? Yeah, mm-hmm. bro, let me go party then. Yeah. You know what I mean, I'll go do that, but again, it's 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 it, you don't think about it, you're just in the moment, right? And and I think, I think, I think the people who figure it out, those are the people who end up going the furthest in terms of I, I mean I can't no that's a lie because I played with some guys who who committed to the party scene but still have the liars obviously the six. Yeah, I mean there's always yeah. we, we talk about that there's always going to be guys that are just you know blessed genetically and athletically right. that that are just better it, it's the same thing as being yeah. being born born wealthy you know what I mean right guys are yeah you're born, right you're right yeah guys are just born at the top of the food chain when it comes to their their abilities mm. now whether now whether that they get their full uh whether they potential their yeah. full potential is different like a guy can be you know naturally six six two twenty and jump 40 inches and play pro ball but does he does he make the nba does he become one of the best players in the nba right 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 so it's like being people can be born wealthy and stay right. wealthy but right. do they you know what i mean what do they do did, right. did they double their wealth or did they just keep just what they were given stick, from, yeah. from what they were from, from birth? So, right. And uh, you know what? 
Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say you made a good point earlier because I had this talk. There was a there's a guy I played with too, Julius Antoine. I think he ended up being like a two thousand point scorer and an all star when he left. But I remember in his rookie season, he was upset, and then I walked into the change room, and then he kind of stopped talking. And then I was like, no, 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 keep talking. Like I, I don't stop because of me. And then he just kind of he just kind of said, man, I, I I'm just like. He just kind of vented how he was frustrated about not playing the minutes that he thought he should be playing, right? And then I said, okay, well, let's let's break things down, right? <laughs> I know exactly you, where this is going. Like, you're not a point guard, so, again, like, so you're not going to be playing at the point guard spot. You're not a 4-5, okay. So, really, I'm like, so really the only spot that you would have to gain minutes and someone would have to lose minutes is mine. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, so now, look at it from my standpoint. As a fifth-year senior guard who believes he's at the top of his game, if you were in my shoes and a rookie walked in, do you think that rookie should have more playing time than you? There's no way you'd believe that. Because I'm not five years older than you. I'm five years better than you are. Mm-hmm. I put in work every day for five years. So when you're when you're in my spot... And the kid walks in at 17 and says, oh, man, I think I should be better than Julius. You're going to look at the kid like you're nuts. Mm-hmm. And again, that's just the time. That's the progression. That's the, that's what you have to kind of get to. But, and that's what you try to teach. That's what I try to teach kids the most. It's like, man, like I get it. You're not going to play now, but you have to stick with the process. Like the process, you have to enjoy the, pro- like Kobe said this all the time, like we're, he loved the process more than he actually loved the playing and the, the actual destination of it. Mm. That's the journey. It's yeah, the journey. Like, it's yeah, not, like it's not like seeing where you're at at the end of it. It's it's no. seeing how far you came, like what yeah. all the stuff that you did to get from, to from get point to A to point B. Like that whole that that story in between is that's what and exactly. And that's what he said. He's like, man. If you really enjoy that and you and you love doing that and you do that every day with 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 heart with passion, then you're really like living the dream. And I get it, like that's Kobe Bryant, like the guy's nuts, yeah. right? And not but everyone also, has Kobe's mentality you, is what made him a legend. You also and, you also don't get lost in little things that that are that other people get lost in because, like you said, you're so obsessed with. The right. journey with the process mm. that all the work you're putting in you're only worried about the work you're not worried about bob like that dropped 60 points right. in a summer tournament in right. a province o- over you know what i mean you're right. all you're worried about did i lift today yeah did i get up my shots did i did yeah. i get my handles in did i stretch did i eat well i'm going to bed i'm waking up early again tomorrow morning doing the same bro thing. and honestly it's you, it, if you put in that much work eventually it has to, to pay off like it will man 100 that 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 kid that kid that kid at carlton that Tom, tommy scrub who's playing in italy now he's on the national team that guy was a red shirt his first year he was a red shirt he couldn't even play and he committed yeah. to just grinding every single day and by his fifth year he's the best player in the country how many times you hear that story you know what i mean you just gotta i, I think that's the most important thing and you touched on it you so you're not gonna always start off at the top but if you have top mentality, top of the food chain mentality, top of the food chain work ethic, mm. 
you have no choice but to eventually the hours that you log in today today tomorrow the next day the next mm. day eventually someone who just has this work ethic eventually you're just going to surpass their work yeah. ethic and it's just you're going you're to have no choice but to play them it's I'll so true them. it's so true it's it's longevity and that's and you can even see it you can see it in um a lot of pro sports and uh and and college sports where like guys you know somebody might be below the other guy but the other guy's just so consistent and and right. has been doing it for so long that it's it's you it's there's no choice it's not like you know what i mean like he doesn't even you don't even know when you pass him like even for right. me like the guys i played against when i first started playing basketball eventually even in my second year where i'm i'm not even like considered one of the better players on on x i'm like just fighting for minutes i'm i'm playing against guys in in university that i played against like at the start of my basketball career that at that point i'm like man i'm better than these guys now. right like, like, and when I first started playing basketball, like, they're like, yo, the city's best players, like, they're going to be the highest recruits. And it, it wasn't, it, it was just like what we're talking about. It was just working hard every day and every being day. consistent and doing it for a longer period of time than them to the point where I'm like, and then it's kind of like a boost too, where you're like, you see, you just see yourself moving past somebody else. And you, and in your mind, you you just know it's like clicks. You're like, okay, like I, I got another three, four years of doing this. Like, let's see how. Let's see how farther I can go. It's just, right. It's, it's like you said, it's just a constant process. Right. Um, like kind of going from there. Um, you did. You, I can't remember. You were you were an all star your lot your senior year. Yeah. You were an all star. You guys won a bronze medal. Nationals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how is how is Talk about that because I know it's not a gold medal. I know it's not you didn't win nationals, right. but you still finished top three in the country. You still have something to, sh- right. to show for it. Um, like, do you feel good about that? Is that um, it's, like it's I I never won an AUS title, so right. I don't have any. I went to nationals once. I have no medals, so like for me, I kind of it's kind of something that I look at you. I'm like, yo, like he has something that I can't. Right. I I don't have. To be honest, it's it's kind of like a. It's a, don't get me wrong. I'll take, I'll happily take that. And I, I take it and I'm like, you know what? I can say that at the end of my university career, this is what I walked out with. And then, and I'm, and I'm okay with it. The only thing is it was we, that year we played Concordia first round and we knew we had Concordia. We played Concordia early that year and we beat them by, I don't know. I think that was my best game. I think I had like 23 or something. Yeah. We beat them by we beat them by twenty plus. We knew when we had Concordia on the first draw, we were happy. Again, we're not overlooking them, but we knew if we did what we had to do, they were gone. And then we had Alberta second game, and man, like that was a only, tough game. I remember that it was, and like I I remember the game in Concordia, blowout, and then all of a sudden I just remember hearing a pop, and I was like, I remember running back on the end and like, yo, what was that pop? And I remember saying, please don't let it be me. And I remember running and my arm just went like that and like that and like that. And all of a sudden, this one just gets dead. And the whole shoulder is just gone. And it was so freak because I've never had shoulder issues. It was not even, it, was, it wasn't even like a, I didn't even get bumped. It was just like the ball, I remember the ball being on the ground. And I, maybe I did get bumped, but I was just like, it didn't, it wasn't something that I thought should imp, impact me as it did. Mm-hmm. And I just remember getting it. I hear pop. And then I start the break, and then all of a sudden my shoulder's gone. And man, so then 
I was out that next game against. I tried everything, man. Honestly, I was. I, I took so many pills and doing the massage. It just wouldn't do anything. This is the work. Alberta game. Yeah, this is yeah. this is Concordia. Then the next day we had Alberta. Okay. And and I remember we had we had um, the scouting report was they had basically two all Canadians. They had Ferguson and they had uh, Baker. And I mean, like I think I think that's where because. I think that's where I was missed the most because I agree to anybody listening. Donko is probably one of the best defenders in the AUS in the country at this point. So he was a huge, huge part in terms of matching up with an all Canadian. So in in case anybody's wondering or man and, and just, and and just Ferguson was just too much for us that game. I remember that. He had like 32 or something. 30, I think it's something like that. 34 or something, I think, but it was on, it was on something like thirteen for seventeen shooting. Like it was, yeah. we had no answers for him, and and um, that one hurt because we only end up losing by I think it was like six or seven, mm-hmm. and it's like the impact that you could make sways six or seven points sure. any day. I know that's not how the game works, but in my mind, in it's your like, mind, of course, I could have I could have impacted easily. Seven points. Being a, I was a double-digit scorer that year, and I was playing the top defensive player every year. And I was like, I knew that that could be a sway. And then that year we play Carlton in the finals. Do we win? I can't say we win. I just think put us in that game and let's just anything. Any, anything can happen. And then we and then we just compete. So well, again, it was it was the again that was that was that was so painful to kind of have to go through and kind of watch from the stands, but. To be honest, when your last game in Nationals is a win and you get awarded for it, you still kind of walk out saying, you know what, it could have been a lot worse. Like if it's for sure. And you have something I feel like you have something that um, you can look back at and remember, like everybody on that team and like a lot of memories from just looking at that medal like that weekend and and that kind of stuff. Right. But also keep in mind when you win that bronze medal. You look at our roster and we say every single guy on this roster is eligible to come back. We have this next year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then for us to go through the summer that we had to where our team completely imploded, was that was the worst feeling ever because, like, man, we had – our team didn't lose a game until January 22nd that year. That, that year you won bronze medal? Yeah, we didn't okay. lose a game. We were number two in the country all year, yeah. 19 and 0 or whatever it was, until we lost our first game. And it was like we had no business even losing that game because, again, like we lost to UNB. We were way more talented than UNB, but that was um, at the time we had this guy Bo Kong. That was Bo Kong's first game after he transferred from Gonzaga and he got hurt, mm-hmm. right? So he was hurt the whole season, and then we kind of threw him into the lineup, and then just getting him implemented. And yeah. slowed us down a little bit just for that game. Yeah. Eventually, he got his legs back, and then, but just that game, kind of throwing him. In, I think we threw him Real into the thing. fire a little too early, and we should have mm-hmm. kind of be, because he, like we said, he was coming back from injury, and, and I think that kind of slowed our momentum down a little bit, trying to get him implemented, and then we just kind of went right back to it after, after maybe two or three games. But, yeah, like I think I think. The, the hurt came from knowing that 
because we had the model, like we, our model was national championship the whole year, national championship. Every sprint that we did, we always said, like we always, um, it was NC. We always say NC, 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 mm-hmm, national mm-hmm. champions, national champions. That was what drove us. It wasn't just to be, just to, 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 to win games or to be 18 and 0. Like even when we were 18 and 0, we'd always, man, we were 15 and 0 and guys would be like, hey, that's not the goal. We don't care about the goal. If we're, if our, if we're going to reach our goal, we should be 15 and 0. You know did, what I mean? Did do you find like you guys over? Because I never won an AUS championship, and you're yeah. saying your your goal all year was national championship, national right. championship. Do you find that kind of overshadowed the importance of getting a getting an AUS? Because you guys are so close I, to winning a, a national, and right. and and any like. I'll I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I think that's where we slipped up. I think that's where we slipped up. Was that when we beat um, when we beat Cape Breton in the semifinals? We knew we automatically had a berth to nationals, uh, and guys would come in and guys came into the locker room like hype. Well, they were excited. They're like, "Yo, listen, fellas, we do have one game tomorrow, but we also have national championships that we have next week." And then that's where guys had to, "Hey, yo, yo, no, 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 national championships are next week." we still have tomorrow to win. And I think that's where we lost focus because we knew that, that was a huge goal and you guys clinched. clinched and we already clinched the national tournament. And I think that's, that goal. Yes. Because we beat Acadia. We played Acadia that year and we beat them every time we played them. And then again, I think, I think Acadia's focus was, I think Acadia's focus, even though they knew they were going to make the national tournament was, mm-hmm. They were, we are beating Saint FX because because um, we, we, because they beat us every yeah they're not gonna beat us four times in a row yeah you know what I mean whereas we came into it like oh we beat them already and we already get to the national championship oh so Duncan yeah. talk you you played how many years pro like talk talk about talk about that journey and, and that transition yeah uh, that was that was a uh, Oh man, that was, was that tough. A goal of yours? Was it a? Was that always a goal of yours, like growing up? Yeah, and... yeah, not, not, nah. To be honest, like, I remember, I remember being in high school, and I remember saying, "Man, like, one day I'm gonna play in the Euroleague," not knowing how hard it actually is to play in the Euroleague. I just always had the, I always had the thought in my mind when I was in grade ten and eleven, that. You know what? If I don't go D1 or I don't go here, I'm going to play in the EuroLeague. Because right. I had this thought in my head that playing in Europe was supposed to be easier. Easier. With the, yeah. Sure. And, the, yeah. And to be honest, it wasn't like when I was in my last year and I'm starting to see, not even then, like when I'm in, like when I'm, um, I think it was not my last year. It's my either my second year. First, Dark. no, my second year. No, second year. Then, um, um, uh, Gary, Gary already went pro, and then he, Gary went back to pro, and I think that kind of opened my eyes because I was like, Gary Gallimore struggled to go back to pro. There's not a lot of players in the country that are better than Gary Gallimore. He struggled mm-hmm. to go back. I remember that he went there. He had to come back. I think yeah. for his parents, maybe for yeah, health yeah, just, complications. Yeah. And then I remember him saying he was having trouble. His agent was having trouble finding him. Man work and that same idea yeah you think like this is the last guy that you'd expect and that's where that kind of opened up my eyes and then 
I remember, and then it was one summer I trained at Gari every day, and there was a there was a guy. It was man, I don't know if it was if it was a lightning strike or if it was just I don't know if this is just the luckiest thing ever or you know what it's it's just opportunity comes, man. To be honest, like when you talk about just being being ready for every opportunity and then Lord willing something comes, this was actually it. Like you actually don't know when someone comes and this guy walks into the door and he says he wants to see guys from Ottawa because he's a, he's the general manager of a top team league in Romania. And Gary's eyes were just like, this is it. Mm -hmm. And I remember we had scrimmages. We set up like scrimmages, like where um, all these big time guys were there guys. So all Canadians and all stars from Guelph university, Brock university, all these guys are hearing noise about this are coming even um milk palacio who was the backup point guard for the raptors and the celtics was out there like he he didn't have to be there he already paid his dues he played pro he doesn't but he's just like hey fellas if i'm gonna if it's i see run. these guys yeah I'm, I'm running yeah and i remember g just i remember g just wanted to match up with milt and just going after milk the whole time and they competed back and forth and i think that's what he wanted to show that he's like i can compete with that guy so mm-hmm. i can compete with what you guys have and he just completely destroyed that scrimmage, right? And then that opened his eyes, and then and then the, the, the trainer actually came to Phoenix practices and worked out with me and G every day, mm. right? So he'd work out with G every day, and then the guy would even say, the guy would say, hey, like, I remember he even told me, like, man, like, if you develop your ball handle, we have a spot for you too. But I'm like, man, I still have two more, three more years of university. But again... That kind of opened my eyes to be like, man, like, Gary Gallimore had to fight to make it back in. So you really, when he got his spot back in, he wasn't going to leave until his knees fell off. Right. Right? So that kind of that kind of opened me up, and that kind of made me want to, when I saw his image, not his, like, the pictures and the journey and all that stuff, I'm like, man, like, this is definitely something that I want to be a part of, you know? And, again, when I leave, when I'm done, and then I see all my boys going, and then they're playing... And, 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 um, and it, it's just like to see, to see guys just kind of pursue their, their, their basketball careers. You made me want to do it. And, and, and just to add on to that, the biggest kind of thing was, I remember my third year when we trained with uh, Enoch and those guys, mm-hmm. Enoch and Koshi, when I saw how hard Enoch had to work, like Enoch was pushing four days. Yeah. He was doing four days because he's like, at the end of the day, like, I know I can do my school anytime. I want to make that NFL. Like, not he, he like he like he's like I'm training to make the NFL, right? That kind of drive, I've never seen someone as driven as that guy. To be honest, maybe ever in the in the way that he worked mm. and the way that he wanted a goal so bad that he just said school, forget it. Mm. I'm going four days, and. That kind of drive to kind of want to go play pro kind of made me think like you know what just go for it you got to go for it and how, how did yeah. it pan out like how many years did you end up playing it was tough because I was like I like so my wife now she was there and um she's been she was there for for five years actually Stephen but she was there for five years and then kind of see her see her journey I was like man like. Now she's there. She's playing. She's in the south of France. She's just living like this is she's getting paid to hoop. You know what I mean? 
So I'd go out there every summer. And then I remember having tryouts in my fourth and fifth year, try, just kind of working out with teams, trying out. My last year, I tried out with this team uh, who was a pro B team in France. And they liked me. And they're like, hey, um, you just kind of fell out of, fell to us in the blue. But I can link you to a couple teams. So her and, her and Ashley's people kind of hooked me up with these two other teams. I went over to Avignon and um, and uh, and uh, Aix, Aix-en-Provence. And I remember going to Avignon and I was kind of disappointed because I played like trash. This is after I played at Pro B level at, at, at so high. And then I went to X, which is a level lower than them. And then I played like trash. But then I still, I remember still having that other trial. And then when I went to that other trial at X, they wanted me to stay. They're like, this is it. You stay here. I think you're, you're our guy. And again, this is another hindsight thing because you always tell yourself, when that opportunity comes, I'll do anything for the opportunity, right? Right. Um, and I had this opportunity in front of me, in my do- in my hands, literally in my hands. And they said, all you need to do is stay for the summer. They're like, we'll cover your house, your car, your everything. The only thing we can't cover because of budget issues, because you literally just came to our laps. You have to find your own transportation back home. When, like, after after the month of training camp is due, and then we'll fly you back. When our, when our budget is redone for mm. the next season. And then I said, no, like you already have our game tape. You already have my, like you are, I was, I was already here mm. and I was actually planning on staying. But then when I went to um, like Air Canada to change my ticket, they had no accommodations in, in economy class for the next month afterwards. I had to go in business class right which was almost a two thousand dollar ticket and then i just had i didn't have the 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 heart to swallow to 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 call my parents or call my brother and say hey could you could you give me could you lend me two thousand dollars right but again in hindsight like when i told my brother that he was so mad like bro are you kidding me like i would have eat i would have gladly give you that two two grand Mm -hmm. like you know what i mean like this is this is the opportunity that you've been asking for like Mm -hmm. thank you so again, hindsight, like it's one of those things that still kind of bothers me. But again, like so you never so, playing with them. I never end up playing with them. And then it wasn't until when I got back home, Ashley's guy was like, through all that talk, they found another guy, another team that was like that was looking for a guard. And then so when that opportunity came, I jumped on that right away because I still had my game tape out there. I still had my my agent kind of talk, and then. I just jumped on that right away and it was like not even a game anymore. I was just like, honestly, take it and go. But I was only there. I was only there for, for the year, for the one year. Right. And then that was it. And then that was it. Like they asked me to come back, but well, that I was is- looking, I was looking for another opportunity. And then I like, again, and then, and probably if you, if you talk to, if, if you ever talk to Ashley about something like this, like she'd probably be upset because she thinks that, I could have maybe gutted out an extra year or two and kind of sure. and kind of built a bigger resume. But I, to be honest, it was just like I did my year and I was looking to get into a higher league and to into this and in, in, and to I was just looking to get into a higher league and then I just wasn't patient enough with all that other stuff. So I came back home. I did the whole NBL thing. I tried to do the NBL thing and then and then I got uh, I got the job. Uh, um, I, I lost a job to a kid from, um, I think it, not Waterloo. Um, I think it was Guelph. 
Uh, Laurier, Laurier. I lost it to to kid from Laurier, and then it was just like, again, like, but that they, that they signed that him over you. Yeah, that but that didn't hurt me because, like, I think it was a good way to kind of, kind of, because that was the last time like I I I, I that kind of pushed for ball because I was like, you know what, if I was the coach, I would take him too because at the way that he played, he did everything that I could do. Mm-hmm. We were the same, but he's six four. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I was yeah. like, if I was a GM, I would take him too. And that mm-hmm. kind of, I think that was a good, like that kind of kind of took me out. And then that's where I kind of got into, you know, let's come back to school, do my, do my education and then, and then be an yeah. assistant here. I just, I just wanted to touch on that because ha- after talking to G-Bear, he kind of uh, went into his career with the, with the Raymond. Mm-hmm. He said, he said, I was always this guy as, as a basketball player growing up. I was always the guy that right. had heart in it to the fullest. And if, if my teammates didn't have their heart in it just as, a, as much as I did, like, I, I, I'd be disappointed in them. I'd be like, why are you here in the first place? Right. mentioned that after doing his – after playing at X and after playing Team Canada and after climbing to the very top of his career, going into that pro, his heart wasn't in it the same as it was, and that's why he didn't continue to climb right. in the pros. Right. So did, right. you, did you have that similar thing? Because I'll, 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 well, not there. Yeah. No, I, it's – to be honest, it wasn't the passion. Like, to be – like – there was a time, like, halfway through the season, like, I think they were even thinking about, like, sending me home, to be honest. Because, like, my my play was, my play was kind of, I'm not, I'll be honest, it was just weak. It was just, it was not cutting it. And it was just, like, it was, like, man, like, uh, but I couldn't get the routine. It felt like work. You know what I mean? And that's what T-Bear said. He said it like- just, it really felt like work. Like, I go home, I go to, I go, I go to practice, I do my, so, like, there'll uh-huh. be Tuesdays and Thursdays, we do our two-a-days. And then, and then I come back home and I never built a routine. To be honest, I was like getting in worse shape, sure. which, which is hard to, to, to think because I'm like, man, like there's so much dead time. Mm. And, and, and when I, when I realized that it felt like work and then I went home for, for the, for the, they, they kind of flew me back home for the Christmas break. Yeah. And then I came back, I was kind of like, I kind of had a different energy because I'm like, you know what? I trained. I did. I was back in the gym. I was training, 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 like it was off season again for those two, three weeks, or not even two, three weeks that I was home. Whatever break it was, I was home. Then I came back. I'm like, you know what? I asked the team, you know, let's let's get a, just I need a like a, a gym a gym membership. And the specific one I went to was a 45 minute walk from my house. Mm-hmm. But I knew that if I use this as like a tool, like every morning, get my jog in. And I jogged to the gym every morning. I did my workouts and then I'd mm. walk back home. And then that routine of constantly being somewhere instead of sitting at home, right. then my play got better. Then it got better. Then it improved. And then it's like, man, now I'm starting to get the hang of this because the dead time could actually, could actually like can kill you. Yeah. And when you, when I, the, the time when it stopped feeling like work and it's like, no, I'm just doing this, I'm just getting paid for it. And then I'm just going back to my house and eating so much bread, like in, living in France, I'm eating bread and butter. And it's just like, man, like the bread there is so good. And the, 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 the pastry there is so good. And I'm just eating all these pastries and I'm like, this is crazy. I'm just losing my. I'm, I just. It's just not. It just didn't feel right. So then you start. You start looking like the Michelin man. 
maybe not that bad, but I was definitely not <laughs> like in the it. best shape. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. It's. I'm interested in the fact that I, like what causes this and whether or not it's like it's a matter of burning out. You've played yeah. ball your entire life. How do you right. go? so passionate and driven i just want to get better and better and better right. and then when you go on the pros is it a matter of burning out because i've even had conversations with uh bercy right where now he's in the, the pro lifestyle and trying to find jobs and, and, and trying to trying to find a team where right he's just like man like i i don't know what's going on like he'll have he'll have instances where he's just like contemplating like what am i yeah, doing because, yeah because the grind is because it's it's a grueling grind mm. and and like that's the thing like when like when you go play like man i had there were several games where and at the time this our 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 leading scorer was uh where was he from he was from senegal right yeah and he was super athletic super tough super strong i think he was like 17 18 a game but he had like three games where like coach would say, yeah, run the play. And he turned to coach and really flamed the coach, like cussed the coach out so hard. Man, just shut the F up. Let me play my game. I got this. I play my, I'm like, yo, that's, that's so different. You know what I mean? And guys are really like, like there's, 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 there's really like guys go home and they're done. Like our, uh, he was so we had this one guy who was on the uh, on the pro A Limoges team two years earlier, right? Uh. Top 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 league, and he came and he was on our team, so he knew he was nice. He knew what he could do. So when that guy, our leading scorer, well, they were kind of yeah, they they were like one A one B with the scoring, right? They never liked each other. They didn't care for each other. When practice is done, don't talk to me. Don't look at me. You dress on that side. If you talk to me, there's beef, there's tension. But when game time starts, it's just pass me the ball. If you need a ball screen, call for the ball screen, set the ball screen. I'll roll. I'll hit the jump shot. We'll find you. We'll play the game the right way. But when practice is done, I don't mess with you. I don't rock with you. Right. Like that was so different. Would you say that? Would you say that? Being like, were you really close with guys on the team, or was it more so like just like a it seems professional, like, yeah. like a professional, like hey, what's up? Like we're all here to like play ball, right. like not like not like yo, um, this, this is snacks. Like we went to school together. Right. Like I know his nickname. Like yeah, I know right. where he, what he was doing every day. Right. I know what kind of jokes he said. Do you think? Do you think that the fact that like it is professional and it is people's livelihood and it is unpredictable and that the accountability in which is in is in uh maybe in u sports more um not to say that u sports is all about accountability because right you know there was a lot of things on x that sometimes were people were unaccounted mm-hmm. but just the idea that you know guys can there's certain guys on the team that can tell the coach like fuck off or f off and then you're you know what i mean like you would never even picture doing that and no. then you're, and then you're just going home, being like, not. Did you have an outlet? Could you talk to guys on the team? Like, or is it just like right. every every man for himself? Well, it kind of was, but here's the thing. I think I think the fact that I was the, uh, I think the fact that I was like the, um, the the Canadian kid, right? I'm the I'm the guy from Canada, so I kind of had like, 
I was kind of like in the middle of everyone, like where I still had like connections with everybody, but I wasn't like buddy buddy with everyone, but I'd, I'd be, I'd, I'd, I was okay with everyone, sure. right? But there are guys on the team that really can't stand it, other guys on the team. It's interesting. Um, like, I, I've and, always known. Uh, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean. To no, I was, I was, and then I was just gonna say, like, I think that was kind of the only thing that kind of it it it, it kind of brought the team together, just because like. Like, even though, like, I understood French guys are still trying to, like, hey, like, yo, like, blah, 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 blah. Like, the coach, the coach was really French. The assistant coach could speak English, so he would, he would do a lot of the translating. Even though I didn't need it, like, I, I, I understand, understand the language. But, but, like, you have guys, like, like, hey, like, trying to help me out. Or guys who, guys who wouldn't talk, like, they're kind of working together. Like, hey, like, make sure we accommodate for this guy. Or, hey, let's get this guy a seat or blah, 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 blah. And, like, on little things, like, after games or stuff. But. It would um it, it was just it was just honestly if it wasn't for that kind of like if it was I don't think I don't think to be honest I don't think I did anything to really help the situation but I'm saying like if it wasn't for just having a, a guy like an international like me and then so we had two internationals if it wasn't for for kind of me and this other guy they really had no reason to kind of work together to get these guys right um, acclimated they'd be like man I go do go go do your own thing right. And and someone listening would be like, hey, yo, how's that any different from the Carlton culture where guys coming in saying, yo, F you, like I put in my work. They they aren't seeing how that kind of mindset at right. Carlton is a collective. No, mindset. like, like it wasn't, it, let me rephrase that. Like it wasn't really like a F you, like I did my work. It was just letting you know that sure, if you sure. want this, I, understand. I did the work. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you want to be where I am. Yeah, like I did. Start, I did the work. If you I want to start, work, yeah, do what I'm like. Right. Do what I'm doing, and let me see if you can do it the way right. I do it. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, it's I don't care if you did it. Sure. I really don't, because at this level, all the guys are doing it. You know what I mean? Right. There's there's no questions about did you put your time in? Because guys will put their time in, mm-hmm. but they just don't care. It's just like, listen. At the end of the day, practices are practices are really just like you have your shooting practices and you just have your like get your sets kind of work on the sets couple five on five right. blah 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 kind of kind of just to stay sharp and stuff um then it's, up to, then it's just like i got a yeah, question for you yo um i've always known you and and tristan probably definitely has known you as to be outspoken leader um you know somebody that doesn't hold back much right and I think it's it's well known within sports, within a food chain of a team, you know, usually rookies or usually younger guys don't aren't outspoken. Right. Um, and I would say that, you know, I wouldn't say that you were like probably as outspoken in your fifth year as you were your first couple of years at X. But I would right. say you definitely you definitely spoke more than than uh, maybe I did my first year or maybe some other guys did even in their fourth year. Right. How. How was it? What did you do? How did you react when you played on the pro team where your your best player is looking at your coach saying, fuck you? Like the, the snacks I know would yeah. be like, yo, what are you doing? Like, right. That's not how you does. does no, because does, because does, yeah. does, does going up to pro kind of kind of I don't want to say humble you, but like put you back in a position where you're you're not really. I don't know, assures yourself in terms of the team or how do you, you know what I mean? It kind of, it it is a little bit because like, even though I was, I was like, 
even though like when I got there, I was I kind of I th- I, th- I did a I did my first my first three games my first three games were on the bench and then I just kind of won that that guard spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, bro, at the end of the day, like that guy's an OG and gets paid more than you do. You know what I mean? So even though he has your respect on the basketball court, mm-hmm. because now it's like, now he's not looking at you like, oh, yo, you're, you're just the bench guy. Like you're, now I'm a guy who's really like, I'm a vital player on this team. Now, I'm not saying the sixth man or the eighth man is, aren't, but mm-hmm. there's a, there's, you know, a sports culture. There's a, there's a, there's the bench and then there's the starters. And I've mm-hmm. cracked this spot and I compete with this guy every day in practice. That guy knows that he knows like, man, like, um, like the same uh, thing about Gary this, this, and Milt Palacio. Like you, yeah, like, you guys like knew, we, yeah, you're yeah. going to go at each other. Yeah. So he's not a guy that's going to come at me and, and try to play me sideways mm-hmm. because he, I he had too much respect for me and vice versa. Mm-hmm. But it, I, the, the egos are just bigger now. You know what I mean? And I think, I think even in that level, you have to know that, man, time like and, time and place or something. Time or? and place, because at the at the end of the day, that guy's been here for four years. Mm. He he's making more than you, and he's a vet, and he's a grown man. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. The guy had two kids. Mm. I'm not telling that guy. Yo, bro, chill. Okay. Because then he's gonna look at me like, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. You don't tell grown men to chill. You it's not like mean? telling a 20 year old. No, it's not. Because now okay. it's like I'm a senior. I, when I'm a senior of a university team where we preach, where there's no pay, there's no nothing. There's just there's a common goal. There's there's let's win. Let's let's get our team culture up. Man, over there. To be honest, when teams make the playoffs, some guys on the team are like, yo, bro, like. Let's play these three games of the series. If we win, we win. If we win, I'd kind of be upset. If we lose, thank goodness. You know what I mean? Like they just want the season to end. Interesting. So um, like some some guys are like that. It, it's so you gotta know like you're not gonna you're not you're not gonna you're not gonna step on 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 an OG's foot like especially when they're like a Julius when, would when you're walking into the locker. Room. Yeah, like that's okay. a different situation, right? Like, but if could you? Could you imagine? Could you ever imagine like going? Imagine you going to play for the Lakers and yeah, Kobe yeah. Bryant and Kobe going cuss out the coach. You wouldn't. Well, st- I, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. St- you wouldn't go to him. I think it. T- I think it ties into what you said in terms of, um, you know, that was your first year. That guy had been there four years. Right. Kind of like how you said with Julius and you, like you're you were your fifth year senior. Right. He was he was in his first year and you're and you pretty much were like, yo, I, I I'm five years more experienced. So right. You know, I'm trying to so I think just kinda on you in terms of right. understanding time and place and, and mm-hmm. a little bit of seniority and understanding the business a bit. And, right. Um and just to touch I, on your point before you get on that that yeah. thing. The guy end up still playing because at the end of the day, it's not about it's not about it's not about your ego anymore. It's about just winning. It's you know a business. I mean? It is. So it's not you're you're not you're not teach no. you're not trying to teach somebody no, to be a good no, no. person. You're just trying you're just trying to win. That's a bit. So that's would you say that's the biggest difference about pro sports in terms of like, I'd say colleges people, let alone winning is huge, but also maturation and being a good a good uh, yeah. you know building a good human. Whereas right. like pro is just like I don't I don't I don't care I just want to win. Yeah, that it, it really is like at the end of the day like if you if you want to win you have to deal with 
you have to deal people. with grown men. Like these are grown men who have opinions, and yeah. you can't you can't talk to them the same way. Like if you, even if you look at like the Cavs, like the Cavs had had a huge issue with uh with uh, uh with Beeline, right? right. Because, yeah. yeah, the guy's trying to teach you like like he's trying to talk to them like they're university players. Like they're mm-hmm. these these guys are making so much more money now. They're making money now, and they're grown. You're not gonna yeah. tell grown man to, to 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 conform to the same rules as you would mm-hmm. a university twenty year old. True. Yeah. Um, I I just want to touch on one area. I'll let you. I I can summarize it for you if you want, but or if you don't want to touch on it at all, let me know, but like, kind of like the, the struggles in terms of where you kind of essentially like made some mistakes and pretty right. much have battled back to kind of write those mistakes. Um, right. I don't know if you want to summarize it or if you want me to, but well, I, I just want to touch on it because yeah, I mean, to me, a lot of people that don't know you. Right. I mean, let alone being, you know, a young, a young black Canadian being tough as it is, you know, going through actually having to deal with the legal system throughout right. university, like, right. To, and then yeah. to become, and then you're in education now, correct? You're doing, yeah. your, so just, I don't know if you want to touch on that, but. Well, that's the thing. Like, I think, I think that's the toughest part about, about giving, about getting that, 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 uh, that independence, Right. Because, like I said, like even like, like even though like when I left university, even though when I got to university, like my dad would still have a, my dad would still have a. Hey, listen, if you're walking in the door past like, eleven o'clock, that's a no go, right? Mm-hmm. Like unless it's unless it's a weekend and you tell me where you're going or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like if you, you say, hey, I'm going out with a couple friends, then I then at least I know. But if you think you're gonna walk into the house every day at midnight, you're nuts. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. there were still like restrictions. At the end of the day, it's his, it's, it's my parents' house, right? And of course. It's like, and it's like, so when I go to university and I have that, that, um, that independence where it's like I can go to my dorm room anytime at twelve o'clock. I can do whatever I want, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's where you kind of you have to read the line a little bit, and I think that's that's definitely where. I don't think I I don't think I was in I don't think that's what got me in trouble. I think, I think um just like. I always had like a, I think this is the biggest thing I got me in trouble is always having that, that kind of like, yo, like that, uh, that, uh, whatever, let's go. I'm here. Let's ride. You know what I mean? That kind of mentality. And like, always like, yo, listen, like, despite how irrational someone might think, I, I'm always like, yo, let's ride. Because if your boys are going to do it, I got to do it. I got to back up. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think like, so that night, so anyways, so yeah, we go out that night guys want to beef guys want to get into fights and then instead of me saying actually to be honest we had dal in two days and i actually did say yo bro it's we got dal in two days forget it it's it's Mm -hmm. it's more important than this guy right Mm -hmm. but when but when it was when it got time when it got time to say when uh when it was nah man forget it like he needs to he needs to know he needs to, to 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 deal with his mouth at mm-hmm. the end of it, like I never kept pushing that. Yo, we got down two days. It was just yeah, like, yeah. You know what? Yeah, whatever. Let's get it. Let's get it. Yeah. Uh, you were so, in the mo- heat of the moment. Yeah, and it was just like you know your boys are there. If your boys, if your boys saying he wants to get it, like even though you kind of, even though you said yo let let let's let's pull back, he says no. I was like yo okay, I gotta ride with my boy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, anyway, 
he gets into a fight. He beats the guy up one-on-one, but the guy says that all of us jumped in. One other guy did jump in, to be honest, at the end of it, which I was like, man, that might come back to bite us. But So did you actually do anything? Like, did you I didn't. I actually separated them. Like before they fought or kind of when they were fighting? No, like because it, it's, it's crazy because like if, if like how could I draw this up? Like basically like they went to one side of a building and yeah. we were on the other side, right? Okay. And between this point and this point is probably like the length of a football field. Right. Right. Okay. And we're just nah, not that long. Maybe like 50 yards, There's like okay. 50 yards between us. So I can see them exactly. So I'm just looking at it from the other side. I was with that guy's girl on the other side. Yeah. His girl was with us and we were just having a conversation. And she was acting saw, normal. Yeah. We were just having a conversation like, yo, but she kept saying like stuff like, oh, you know, if they get into a fight, he's going to beat him up. And I'm like, eh, whatever, blah, 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 blah. But it wasn't like she was comfortable enough to stand beside us. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there was no issues among us. It was just kind of watching them just to make sure nothing happens. And then when the pushing start happening, I ran first and it was freezing rain that day. So mm-hmm. I went and I separated them like that. And then they kept coming. So I gripped the guy like this. And then I remember falling back just because it was so icy. And when I fell back, both of them said, yo, 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 no, 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 one-on-one. And then I remember looking at, I remember, I remember looking, I was like, bro, are you sure? He's like, yeah, one-on-one, I'm good. And that was the extent of my involvement. Right. And you end up getting charged with the same thing. Exact as, same as thing. The, as what the person that exact actually beat same him thing. up. Exact same thing. And it was, that was the toughest part because it was like, man, like I've expressed this. And then even, even the, um, even the girlfriend, his girlfriend even said, no, Will didn't do anything. So, Okay, so before we even go any further, what would you say to like somebody that's young that doesn't understand the the judicial system? Because you're essentially telling me yeah. that you, you know, yeah, you you try to separate a fight. Yeah, you pulled the guy down by accident. The guy's girlfriend acknowledges that you didn't try to hurt the guy like maliciously or anything. Yeah. And yet you're still, you still receive the exact same charge as the right. person that actually fought. Like, what would you tell some young guy that like thinks that like, well, even if I'm not in the wrong, but I'm in the wrong place, like yeah. I'll be okay. No, you still, you cause here's the thing, because the judge, because when she said that the judge said, I believe she was in a position of trauma and doesn't remember oh. exactly what happened. So because of that, they took the they took the account of of, of, of the guy. And the right? guy said you you tried to jump in and make it. The guy the guy was very clear and said, I I I know I got hit with there was more than one guy, but I'm not sure. That was his account. Oh, so he was I, only talking about the end of it. He said, I know I got hit by more than one guy, but I'm not sure. I just know that Will was there. This guy was there and this guy was there. So because he got hit by more than one guy, then it had to be Will. And then they're looking at the extent of the damage that happened to him. And they're like, oh, well, not one guy can do this. And I'm like, no, this is what a fight looks like. Mm. If there were three guys in athletic prime beating up one guy, he shouldn't have just a a cut on his face. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but. But I think if it was up to me, like, just to answer your question, if I yeah. were to tell somebody, I'd be like, 
bro, like one, I think the most important thing that you could do is know, know what you're doing, know what you've come here for, because everything you can, everything that you just came here for could, you could lose in literally five minutes. That's all it takes. Five minutes. One, two, if you really ride for your boy, you make sure that your boy doesn't get into issues. You know what I mean? You pull your boy out before the whole thing happens. You say, yo, bro, psh, this guy's a waste. Even as, hard, even as hard-headed as somebody might be, you, you I, don't even I, care. You, you have to. You have you, to. You fight them before they fight somebody else. Boom. I think you have to. I think you grip them up and you say, yo, bro, it's bigger than this. And then you go. I think that's what you got to do. Like, if that's your brother, because here's the thing. Even if it was my older brother... Mm-hmm. I would do the same thing. I'd pull my brother out of it and I'd be like, yo, listen, even though you're older than me, boom, we got to go. I'm not I'm not playing these games because the consequences are so much higher than the reward of you beating up a guy that you know you should beat up. And the guy's drunk and a, and a waste of time. You know what I mean? Then you so, wake up the next day and you're just like, that was pointless. Like So pointless. I, I beat up a random guy that I barely even knew before. And then, yeah. And then, so and then, now... And then now, at the end of it all, what happens? That happened in 08. I don't get it off and get back into... I I don't get off of it completely cleared and able to get back into school until 2018. Mm. That's 10 years of, a, of, a, of, a, of an assault. So could you imagine if something... What happens if... What happens if that guy actually loses brain function? Yeah. You know what I mean? What happens if the guy can never walk again? That means oh. now you actually don't. That means you actually have to live in jail or something. What happens if the guy actually bumps his head on the ice because it was so cold yeah. that day? So and then he dead. You know what I mean? Like there's so many different things that could happen that it's just not worth it. It really sure. isn't. So I think yeah. I think at that point, if that's your boy. Or, or someone you ride with, your girl or whatever, you yeah. say, hey, listen, it's bigger. It's, 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 this is such a waste of time. I always, I always say, um, I mean, people might say I'm soft or whatever, but I always say fighting is literally the easiest way um, out for anybody. The hardest, the hardest, um, the hardest thing for for a grown person to do is is recognize like and try to try to verbalize a solution absolutely that that is the hardest thing because when everybody is mad and upset and angry you like it's really hard to be rational and reasonable but at the end of the day when you can set like what you're saying when you can can do that with the people that you care about the the benefits are just like so they far away you know beating up a random guy like, yeah and and like you said like the the consequences that come with it so i think anybody listening like man like if you think you're hard or tough because you, you're fighting you're not you're you're taking a really you're taking the easiest way out it's like let me just use the the easiest thing to do is is physical altercation right. the hardest thing to do is use your brain and try to try to sure. say something when you're upset you know what i mean it's, it's you you guys all you you know that you 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 have a wife like i'm sure you've you've had some arguments or sometimes where you're so fr- you're frustrated at something and you're trying to explain like you know what i mean like how can i 
or just anybody, how can I verbalize this to the point where they understand what I'm trying to say? Right. Um, and, 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 and honestly, and I think that's what it is, because at the end of the day, if we're really, and think about this, if you're trying to be a professional in something in life, the thought of having a street fight makes no sense. Right? None. You know I mean, Doesn't. none. You're a professional. Handle yourself like a professional. If I'm going to be a teacher in, in, in if I'm going to get my license in two months now, I, I, I can't do that. That that's, 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 mm-hmm. to be honest, like it's, 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 you shouldn't even waste your time with, with these assets. Like, man, like I'm trying to teach people how to move away from these things or mm-hmm. you're saying, or, or, or top of the food chain. My brand is not to, to get into a conflict. My brand is to actually tell you, hey, listen, Resolve, how do yeah. you get here? Yeah, being in a street fight actually makes you, yo, bro, now, you're, now you're, you're sinking down to the bottom. You're like, man, like, what, what am I gaining? What, who learned anything from this, from this encounter? And now, and, and to be honest, the, even the idea of it, like, that's how, that's how uh, uh, rest in peace to Ashton from, from, from X, but that's how guys like a little arg- a confrontation that can lead to something bigger. You know right. what I mean? It's so true, man. We I always used to talk about that back home going out. It's like, you never know, like you never know who you're arguing with. You don't know. You know what I mean? You could be the baddest right. fighter. You could, you could be like, I'm, I'm a hundred and Oh, I've right. since I'm 18 to 25, even if people fought that much, I don't know who right. would, but I'm sure somebody out there, you're gonna run into somebody that doesn't want to fight. That that no. isn't gonna. That's gonna come back with a knife or a gun. Yeah. And, and who doesn't have goals like you may or like. And exactly, and it's one of those things. Like, in the in the in the time the heat it like you might you. It's the easy way out. You know what I mean, yeah, it's right. easiest way out. It's it's literally the easiest way to to, to do it. Yeah. But doing yes. but but what do we talk about? The food chain isn't about doing things that are you know being successful isn't about doing the easy thing. Right. Right. Being successful is, is doing the hard thing, is taking on a challenge that maybe people around you don't want to take on. So, right. I mean, um, but yeah, so you, yeah, yeah, yeah you, you, so you end up, you guys, you guys got in a fight. You guys, yo, so you, you got, you got a second for me? Give me a yeah, second. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, do you, is there anything else you want to, I'm just touching on, I just want to kind of round up this, this topic and then round ask that him. Up and then I'll ask him the, uh, the top of the food chain thing. Top of the food chain question, baby. And then we'll yeah. call it, we'll wrap it up. Yeah. What? Chest. How's your chest? Yeah, bro. Let's just let's just edit that part out. Let's just edit that part out. Which part? <laughs> the, the, the getting up and going. Oh. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Go on. Uh, so I'm just gonna kind of like um. So eventually, so that year, you you guys got in a fight. There's there's, well, there was a fight. You were you were there. Yeah. You guys all got suspended. We were. 
I think that year we were, we were ranked second in the country. We ended up making yeah. the AUS finals. We lost that year. You guys, none of you guys could play. Right. We went to nationals, your hometown. You couldn't play. Right. So again, these are like, let alone being having to go to court and thinking about that, you're also missing out on playing basketball in front of your parents right. and right. your friends and then having to talk to your parents about what, what's yeah. going on. Um, essentially, essentially, I think to, to, to kind of summarize everything, you, you end up being on probation, right? Yeah. Or something like that. I'm not going to get into details, but like a day before that was going to be up and you're going to be just a normal college student again, you had a, right. a, a mistake with, with a bunch of people around and you, you end up shooting yourself in the foot. And right. like you said, um, the university kind of almost wanted to expel you and, and there was kind of some internal debate and I, I, I can't well, remember, but from what well, I, that... from, from what I remember is that you ended up, you know, after all this, um, again, you ended up, you, I think you stayed in school, but you were doing like a ton, like you started volunteering at yeah. coaching basketball. Um, eventually you got yourself back into school. Right. Well, like became, became an all-star, won a bronze medal, went and played pro and now are about to become a teacher. You're teaching license. So the, right. the, 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 the all-star, the bronze medal, the pro and, and, be, and being coming a teacher came after the fight became after the, the second screw up. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah. So like, I think like, to, like man, the, the whole, the whole, the, yeah, that's the suspension crazy. thing was, it is that the, the suspension thing was going to come after the first time, to be honest. But like, I was, I was still, I was still allowed to be in school, but I was actually going to think, I was actually like, man, maybe I should go home. Like, maybe I should shut it down. I talked to my dad and I was like, and my dad's like, nah, man, like, honestly, like, this is what, again, you can't run from your issues. You know what I mean? Like, mm. and this he, is after this the is fight or the second thing? This after the second thing. Okay. So like, you, this is. This is I had to be at I had to stay at home I had to be uh, at home at 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 um I had to be at home by I think it was nine or ten o'clock nine or ten whatever and then and then I remember this was nuts because I remember I I ended up giving a ride to some of the guys to the to the to the to the bar. This is the day and before X camp starts. Th this is this is the day before X camp starts and and they're like man that's him it's a small town like. In hindsight, again, you're looking at it like, like that's just stupid. Everyone knows that. And yeah, so again, when they see me, they're like, "Hey, this guy should be in his house by nine o'clock. It's midnight." And then they had me, and then, and then to be honest, when I saw that judge again, the judge was like, "Man, to be honest, like, in the first time, if there was someone that I thought had the least amount of involvement, it was you. But this is super disappointing. And to be honest, when you do that, when you break probation, they can put you in for three months. In jail. Yeah, three months. So the guy's like, honestly, this is it. Like, I give, he's like, here's the thing. I'm going to act as though this never happened. So you're going to still have the exact same amount of time left on your probation that, that you would have had earlier. You have to pay a $1,500 fine, mm -hmm. right? But if you break this one, your three months turns to nine and i'm not playing thanks for tuning in to totfc podcast 
If you liked it and you want to hear more, please share it with a friend, a family member, a teammate, or anybody. Like the video, consider subscribing to TOTFC Podcast.